Okay, Tzoraim Tov, we continue in the Sefer Da'as Hasviros. And we're, Mir Tzoraim, going to finish up the combination of Netzach and Hod. Netzach, the victory that, that you're able to succeed, and the Hod, that it reveals the divinity in it. So that consistency to finish the job and get it done, and to reveal that Hashem is the one behind that. And we discussed that this is a lot involving the avoda of katnus, the avoda of smallness. That's when our Yetzirah really is fighting with us. So there's a few more points to know about Netzach and Hod before we can move on to the sixth of Yesod. And that is that Nevuah is very applicable. Prophecy is very applicable to Netzach and Hod. Although we've already explained earlier that the flow of Nevuah comes from the sphere of Bina, but the flow, actively, the active prophecy itself emanates from the spheres of Netzach and Hod. And why is that? Because the Torah, which we know is the meat of Tiferes, as we explained earlier, and the Torah is eternal, it'll never change. But prophecy is to, is to continue the light of Hashem in reality according to the place and time. And that's how we bring out the reality of, of Hashem in different periods of history. So the Torah has to be an eternal message, but has to be brought out in a way to understand what is it that Hashem wants from us in this time. And that's what the Navi comes to tell us. And therefore, what Hashem tells the Navi will change according to the time and the need of the place that it, that it, and time in history that it is. And that's what keeps the Torah eternal. Because the Torah is the expression of the will of Hashem. And the Vu is also the expression of the will of Hashem as revealed through the Navi. And therefore, Nevuah is very appropriately connected to Netzach and Hod because these are the things that bring things to their conclusion and fulfillment in a way to recognize the, the, the Hashem is behind all that. And the, and the Vilna Gon adds a little bit more that the prophets are the ones who stand up the Jewish people in every generation through their revealing what the will of Hashem is in the creation. And therefore, the prophets are like the feet. The feet also prop up the person. If we wouldn't know, we have a Torah, but we don't know what's our real vote in this generation. In this generation, what has to be the biggest focus? So every generation has different primary foci, which we have to be relate. So we had prophets. The prophets told us exactly what you have to work on in this generation to make sure the Torah maintains itself. Now, what if there's no Nebuah? So the Gemara tells us when there was no Nebuah, uh, they would uh, speak to little children that are studying Torah and see what verses they were talking about. As it says that the world exists because of the holy words that come out of little children. And the connection again is Netzach and Hod is the service of Katnus and small-mindedness. It's the slower spheros. And therefore children obviously have a certain degree of katness. But again, it's through the children that we maintain reality. And therefore, God will give a little, so to speak, of prophecy to the children 
We know that children are generally very brutally honest. They don't know about social mores to keep their mouth shut. They'll say, Abba, how come you're doing that? It's wrong. And they, they may be absolutely right. So therefore, they are sort of a little navi to us, so to speak, in telling us what we should be doing. But in a much grander scale, the real um, people for now that are replacing the prophets that we don't have are the Torah leaders of the generation. Tamide Chachamim are called Enei Ha'eda, the eyes of the congregation. And since we don't have prophets anymore, so they are called the eyes of the generation because they illuminate and guide us in what is the proper behavior in every generation to do. As the Zohar tells us that Moshe and Aaron, which are paralleling Netzach and Hod, they're the ones who are there always to help the leaders of the generation. And we can go a little bit deeper because uh, remember we mentioned there's the idea of the partsufim, the faces, and there's the face of the keser. And, and we're saying in that place, it's, it's the eyes that mystically that are facing down to Netzach and Hod. So they're bringing the will of the keser down. And this is last week's Parsha where Moshe is trying to persuade Yisrael to come along with us on the trip. And he says to Yisrael, For you will be for eyes for us. Why is it for eyes? Because you will guide us in the way to go in the desert. And therefore prophets are also called roim, seers, chosim. Because their eyes, they're able to see properly what is the right thing to do for Hashem in this generation. And, uh, and the opposite, of course, negatively, it says that Shimshon, what was his downfall? He went after his eyes and he thought this woman would be good for him. So you have to be careful how to use the eyes in the right way or not or not in the wrong way. And the positive way is obviously Talmud Chacham who gives us the proper direction. And that's why the Talmud also says that a Chacham is better than a Navi. Okay. Because, again, they're revealing the Netzach and the Hod, and he's re- revealing the Torah outside to everyone through his teachings and, and understandings of the Torah. That's why it's interesting, the great Machlokas, Rebbe Liezer with the Chachamim, regarding a specific halacha about a, the Tumah and Tarva stove. And Rebbe Liezer, uh, kept trying to bring proofs that he's right. And he said that the walls of the house of study should prove he's right and how the water flow of the river should prove he's right and the Bosco, the voice of heaven, should prove he's right. No matter all that, they didn't accept it. And Rabbi Shuat says, got on his feet and says, it's not in the heaven. Why is it not in the heaven? Because once God gave us the Torah, we don't listen to voices from the heaven. We only listen to what goes on, what the scholars say over here. And at that time, Elio never said Hashem was very happy with this discussion. So what does it mean that Rabbi Yossi uh, got up on his, Rabbi Shua got up on his feet? Why is he got up on his feet? He just could have declared. But that's the same idea. The feet are the parallel of Netzach and Hod that are symbolizing that. And Rabbi Moshe Shapiro explains in his Drushas on Hanukkah is that at that point in history, in that story in the Talmud, the rabbis established this fundamental point the Torah is not in the heaven, but rather the rabbis are the one who established Allah in every place. 
and there's no such thing as moving forward in the heavens. The angels stay in their place, so to speak. So for us to move forward, we have to live in this world, see what's going on in this world, take the Torah of that Tiferes, and guide us in the movements during our times of smallness. And certainly the greatest time of smallness for the Jews was after the second temple was destroyed, the terrible Roman oppressions upon the Jews. We're in a very small place. And what kept us going? What kept us going? We should have been obliterated. And it was the tremendous Torah scholarship that was telling us exactly how to live. We didn't have a base on Megish. We didn't have the, the regular things, the default positions of how we could become good Jews. We had to find another way. And they created all these ways in, through the learning of Torah decrees and things like this to keep the Jews uh, constantly on their feet and moving forward. And with this we can explain also another thing, the difference between two terms that seem synonymous, and the terms are simcha, which means happiness, and soso, which is also kind of happiness. So what's the difference? So the Vilna Gaon says that the sphera of Netzach corresponds to Simcha, and the Sphira of Hod corresponds to Sasa. And what does he say? Because Netzach, really in the best realm, is the redemption. Because it says, keep a Simcha Tetzayim. While Hod is more appropriate for the goals. So what does he mean over here? So the Gon says in many places that Simcha comes from a situation of hischachus, of something being new. For example, by Yitzchak, it says, Shok Elokim. Hashem made, made uh, jokes with me. And the idea of Shok comes from something new. So when you get a new baby, that's a simcha. Something new is a simcha, it's, it's joyous. And the main simcha in the future will be that there will always be renewal. It's going to be great. The closer Hashem will be, but it'll get more and more and more. It'll never be the old thing. There'll be more Chidusha, more Dveikas to Hashem. Moving on and on and on. The Simcha will never stop. An infinite Simcha. And that's why Simcha and Netzach are appropriate for the Geula, because Netzach means the final victory over the Sahara on a consistent basis, but it's consistent renewal. So that's Netzach. Hod, on the other hand, is referring to the service of Hashem in the Golas. Because Hod means to confess to Hashem that even in situations where it doesn't appear that Hashem is so involved, to be happy in the situation that we're at, even though it doesn't look like anything new is happening. Okay, without any renewal. And that could happen. You know, a person gets to a point in life where they don't feel they're growing, they don't think they think they're bored, nothing much is happening in their lives. And they got to realize there's a lot to be thankful for Hashem, even if you don't think that you are growing. And therefore, the Golis is the time when the most concealment of Hashem exists. So, as we said, that Hod is this revelation that all this comes from Hashem. And therefore, that the Sason and Simcha both apply during different times, whether it's in the uh, redemptive state or in the exile state. We explained last week about Netzach and Hod being Moshe and Aaron, so we don't have to repeat that. But we can now understand the holidays of Hanukkah and Purim. Remember, we got the three major holidays, Pesach, Shavuot, Sukkot, Avram, Yitzhak, Yaakov. 
Okay. So now, but we got Hanukkah and Purim. So who's Hanukkah and Purim? So Hanukkah, the Arizal says, Hanukkah connects to Netzach, but primarily Netzach, but a little bit of Hod. And Purim is primarily Hod and a little bit of Netzach. Now, the, uh, how, would you, how do you understand this? The Hanukkah, what really was so revealed in this holiday was the victory the Jews had over the Romans. And a victory is Netzach. But there's also an aspect of Hod, because after the victory, the lights miraculously lit. And why did Hashem did that? So that we should give thanks to Hashem and admit that even the victory against the Greeks came from Hashem. So when we came back to light in the base of Mingdash, the Neros, and that is, it, it fits into the meter of Hod, and therefore the humility also comes into play. Remember the whole story of the Hanukkah service with the Maccabees who were Kohanim. And Kohanim come from Aram, which is Hod. But there also had to be some Netzach because they were obviously were victorious. So it's a victory with a Hod of, but mainly the victory, but also with Hod of appreciating that the victory came because of Hashem. We have the humility to accept it. And it wasn't our military prowess. And then it's reflected in the menorah that illuminates that hod. Purim, on the other hand, the main mita is hod because the miracle of Purim revealed to the Jewish people the goodness of Hashem, even though it didn't appear so. We're in the Gaulists. It didn't look like we were going to be back again. And now we're revealing Hashem even in a place where it doesn't look like that. And the Jewish people... Uh, re-accepted the Torah out of love, and Rashi says, because the love of the miracle. But Purim also has a little bit of Netzach, because there was a victory over the forces of evil of Klippa, of Amalek, and as we say in the singing of Shoshanas Yaakov, Chua Sum Hoyisa Lonetzach. Our Chua was Lonetzach. So therefore that becomes, so these holidays, just like the feet, stand us up and keep us moving, Hanukkah and Purim in the exile are the holidays that keep us moving in the Golas and that will bring us to the Mashiach. Well, it's wonderful to have Pesach, Sukkot, and Shavuos, which is Chesed, Gvur, Tiferes, are amazing things. But to bring it out and to keep it going, we needed these two holidays to show that it's the Netzach and the Ho that will keep us going through the Golas. Now with this, we now can understand why these are the two rabbinic holidays. Right? Uh, because, and they were both established in a time of Golos. Clearly, Purim were definitely in the Golos, and Hanukkah, even though we had a base on Migdash, but it was under Roman oppression, uh, Greek oppression, so it's like Golos. So why is that? Because we said that Talmidei Chachamim are more appropriate to the attribute of Netzach and Hod, of victory and uh, praise uh, of Hashem, and bringing out that reality. And that's the Talmud HaChemim. They tell us what the will of Hashem is in every situation. And therefore, Hanukkah and Purim have to be something that the rabbis established. Because these two holiday days, the whole concept is to show that Hashem is with us also in the Golos. And that's the power of the Talmud Chacham of Netzach and Hod. And these two holidays parallel Netzach and Hod. So it all fits in beautifully because that really perpetuates and continues us in our lives, no matter without having those overt 
displays of Hashem. But the human being himself, the Jews themselves, are able to bring this greatness out of ourselves, and that's how it manifests. Okay, at this point, we have finished the top five spheros. Now, the 16th essay is quite a long essay for one meter, and that's the meter of your soul. We're coming to the end now. Coming to your soul, and then Malchus. Now it gets a little tricky to explain what you sowed. Literally, you sowed means foundation. Some also learn it as bonding. So let's try to understand what is this you sowed over here that we're dealing with. Now remember, in the Pasuk that we say, in Divrei Yomim, David said, L'cho Hashem ha-gedula, v'ha-gevura, v'ha-tiferetz, v'ha-hod. So now what's the next one? Ki chol ba-shamayim and for everything of the heaven and earth. So, what is this? Where is the yisod? So, the rabbis tell us it's that word, kol, everything. It's the everythingness, everything of heaven and earth. And this is the definition here. I'll say it once and then we'll explain it in a few ways. What this sphera does is it actively moves the flow from the first five spheros and brings it to the seventh, the meat of Malchus. And that's why it's called kol. Kol means everything. Why? Because it takes everything. All the first five spheros, the first five spheros, those are the main spheros. Chesed is that unlimited power, that power to give, to expand. Gvura is to either take that power and put it on steroids or to hold it back. A contraction. Tiferis is to actively blend the two so you have a good, healthy mixture. But we still have to get to the world of action. And in that world of action, we're talking about Netzach. We have to keep fighting and pushing and making it happen, and hold, bringing it to a revelation, and having the humility. So that's everything that we've got as we're making this thing happen. We've got all the five ingredients. But now, you've got to take the five ingredients and deliver it, so to speak. So therefore, it's called coal, because now it takes the five ingredients that everything's included in it, and the sphera of Yesod takes that flow of energy from the five previous ones to the recipient who will be Malchus. Okay? So the, the one who's giving is going to take all the energy of the first five spheros and that taking and bringing it is going to bring it to the receiver, which is the sphera of Malchus. Now, the footnotes are very important over here. Rab Chaim Vital explains, he says that really the main energies come from the first five spheros until hold. And Yesod really isn't an active participant, but it rather takes all five. So it's more of being able to take all the five energies that are all there 
and they're all working. Chesed, Gvurti, Ferris, and the Netzach, and the and the and the hold it. They're all working, but now we've got to take it and deliver the goods. So now the question is going to be: So how is that different than Malchus, where you are receiving the goods? So the commentary explains like this, because we're going to see that Malchus doesn't have anything of its own either. And really, your soul doesn't have anything of its own. It just passes it along. So the answer is that your soul, on one aspect, is still part of the six edges of Tiferes. In why? That the five positive energies are incorporated in it. And now it becomes a sort of an individual illumination of how the five are now wrapped up together. And now it's ready for transportation. And that's the meter of call. All of it. Now, so in other words, you're taking it. You're taking it all. And you're not letting anything fall out. And now you're bringing them all to the destination. You're shipping it out to the destination. While Malchus is now the recipient where the recipient has to receive it. Okay, that's the general. We'll see. It'll get clear as we explain more and more and more. And of course, we understand in the physical realm, what body part, what body part incorporates this idea of yesod? It's the reproductive organ. So just like by a man, the reproductive organ has that seed that gives life. Now, where is that seed coming well, medically, physiologically, it starts, it starts from the brain. It starts from the brain's arousal and desire and works its way all the way from the top of the body, all around, through the heart and everything else that's there till it gets to the reproductive organ and then it delivers everything. All the DNA. Where is it? Where was the DNA produced? The DNA was produced in every part of the body. And now it all gets taken together with that drop, that seminal drop from that organ, which delivers everything. And obviously, where does it deliver it to? The woman, who in this case is called the nukva, the receptacle. And that's going to be the malchus, which is the recipient of that to be all explained more in greater detail. But uh, clearly this is the concept over here. So there's being able to take the whole package and delivering it. Now, what happens if you got a package with five precious things and you need all five to make it a complete package and you lose one of them? <laughs> you don't connect everything together. Well, then the package is deficient. Can you imagine, God forbid, that the yesod reproductive organ would, would not have all the proper DNA. You wouldn't have a healthy child. Okay, now you have to remember as well, we said, So the added idea is that besides connecting the giver with the receiver, you're also connecting the higher realms with the lower realms. Everything in the heaven and the earth. And that's what Yisod creates a connection between heaven and earth as well. 
just like the heaven is the giver, which on our 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 partsufim uh, is the uh, the the ampin. Okay, that's the the, the giver, and uh, uh, that's from the very bottom giver, and the oretz is the makabel, the receiver, which is malchus. Now, so therefore, it comes out that the midas of yesod, because of this, is very much connected to the concept of kedusha, to holiness. And the simple and most obvious application is that we shouldn't blemish the covenant of the yesod, which means the reproductive organ. We shouldn't blemish it. We have to be very careful about what we do with that reproductive organ. But the fact of the matter is, don't go overboard on focusing only on that part. You have to know that the avod of Kedusha of Yesod, that's only one detail, but not the main. But the main avod of the Midas Yesod is a connection between the giver and the receiver. And therefore, the main avod of Yesod is the positive act of activities where the person connects to HaKadosh Baruch Hu in a positive way. And that's the avod of tzaddikim that are called yesod as tzaddik yesod olam. And therefore, a person has a very important aspect in his service to not connect to places that are not worthy and are distant from that connection to Hashem. And that's the Kedusha Sabris. When you're going to use the body part in the wrong way, that's a terrible thing. So now we're going to explain this in a little bit more detail to appreciate this whole concept of where your soul has much more than just focusing away from, you know, pornography and that kind of stuff, which is one aspect of it, but it's not the main aspect. But the whole idea of this avoda is to connect into a place that's appropriate to connect in avoda Hashem. So there's a lot of uh, positive things and therefore really want to connect every action that we do to its proper place above that's concealed. And therefore the connection we're trying to make has to have a lot of focus on this is all connecting Hashem into the picture. So let's say like simple. A person is learning Torah. A person can learn Torah for years and be very scholarly. But it's still he could be missing the attribute of Yisod. Because the whole point of learning Torah is from to connect to the giver of the Torah, to Hashem. And that's a very big avoda, to connect the Torah to the giver of the Torah. So when I'm learning Torah, that's an important thing. And that requires within myself, chesed, vura, tiferes, netzachot, I need all that when I'm learning Torah. But the most important part is I got to connect all of that learning Torah to the giver of the Torah. So that means this avod is to connect the actions that I'm doing to the proper root that exists in each and every action that the person does. So now if I'm in the action of Torah, I got to connect all this, make sure I have it all, and I'm connecting it to the ultimate source, which is HaKadosh Baruch Hu, which will get me connected in the Malchus to the ultimate receiver in that. So when we're talking about Torah, well, let's uh, let's just take this a little further. And let's say other actions that you're doing, 
let's say a person is in his home and a person has to do all kinds of things um, in a house that seem to be fairly mundane. But all those mundane things have to be connected to above. You're taking care of the kids. You're changing diapers. You're preparing food. We have to all connect every action to emulate Hashem. Just like He is merciful, you are merciful. And you're connecting every action you're doing is connected to Hashem who's giving the ability of these actions to the recipients that are there. And at every moment, a person has to think, what are you doing at this moment to connect what you're doing? You're putting your children to sleep, let's say, or anything. Do we look at these actions as something I check off my box to finish up? And it's, let's just do it. But then there's no real connection to what you're doing. But if you reflect right now, what am I doing that I'm taking care of my children? I want them to go to sleep in the right way, in a settled way, in a happy way, so that they feel there's a love to them. So now the action you're doing has much more loftiness to it. And now there's a connection between the person to the proper way the action should be and then how their child will receive this. Very important. So therefore, the per action of a person, the meat of your soul, is to really make sure that all the spheros, the five beforehand, they're done in a way of connection and relativeness. And therefore, you're doing the chesed with a proper connection, a tiferes with a proper connection. He gives an example in footnote Dalit, for example. Let's say sometimes people have some free time. Let's say you have a bunch of people are at a bris and the mall hasn't come. So now, hey, look at all this time. What are we going to do? How do we deal with this time? So, you know, we got a little time. It's the afternoon. Let's go down with Mincha. Let's chap a Mincha. So that's not a real attachment to what Mincha is about. Mincha has to be, I'm connecting totally to Hashem at this point. Not I'm pushing it through because let's check it off the list. When you're looking at your Avodah Hashem, I start my day, let's check off the list. Now, there's nothing wrong to have a list not to forget what you should do, but if it's merely, okay, I got that out of the way, got that out of the way, got, I got my dafiomi out of the way, got this out of the way. But wait a minute, these things are out of the way? They're in your way? They have to get out of the way? Or the things you're supposed to connect with intrinsically? You have to be connected to those things. And that becomes a major difference in our avodas Hashem. Are we totally connecting heaven and earth with ourselves as we're doing that and putting the whole puzzle together, that becomes the critical issue. And that is all in the positive way. We'll discuss tomorrow the negative aspects of Yisod, and then we'll go back to something I skipped regarding the fact that the Talmud says the great punishments for the rabbis not saying the blessing of the Torah before they were learning Torah. We'll talk about that as well.